Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. Many parents will talk about the first time they brought their baby home. They describe it as surreal to be outside of the hospital with a small human in their care. So what do we do when we bring home a new member of the family? Diane Zalitas is a midwife and clinical lead of Pregnancy, Birth and Baby, a national Australian government service providing support and information for expecting parents and parents of children from birth to five years of age. Hi, Diane. How Hello, are you? Hello, Siobhan. I'm good. Thank you. What can new parents expect from the first few days of parenthood to actually be like? <laughs> I think there are many, many words one can use for this. It'll be overwhelming, exciting. You'll be so tired. It'll be demanding, but the most exhilarating and wonderful time. It's a beautiful little, Mm. well, Mm. they say the baby bubble, and Mm. it is a complete baby bubble, isn't it? You spend hours lost in their little features. Yes, you can watch them all day long. Yes. Yes. And sometimes it's a bit confusing what their faces do. (laughs) They make some funny faces. Um, How can you mums and dads cope with not having that support that they they received in hospital? I mean, some parents are only in hospital a night or two nights. Mm. Some can be there for a week or longer. But in either case, Mm. you walk outside of this support structure and then all of a sudden you feel like you're alone. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you you walk in that front door, we hear hear many parents say, you walk in the front door with the baby and go, now what do we do? Where do we put it? What do we, it's all of that kind of, um, and you know, you, you, I guess the first thing to remember is that you're not going to do anything that will hurt your baby and you won't break them. But preparation's kind of really helpful as much as you can around that kind of thing. Um, Prepare meals, like some of that stuff. If you've got time, it's a really kind of old-fashioned thing to suggest to do. But if you can or get, or you might have a, a mum or mum-in-law who might be kind of good at in the kitchen, fill your freezer with some meals and things that kind of go, oh, there's kind of dinner, rolls around. Do accept help when people offer it and, and you, or ask for it when people come over. Just remember, though, that there are also phone services and your, and your early childhood health clinic so there, there are people out there. It might you may kind of feel like you're alone <laughs> when you, you might want to race straight back to the hospital. But there are people that you you can call on. Yeah. What are some of the most common challenges that might come up in the first few days of having a baby? God, I just thought about ten. I know. <laughs> my goodness, it, it's a little bit of breastfeeding. Everything is the first breastfeeding thing that came is, to mind. It's like this breastfeeding and you're holding this baby and it's like the baby you and your baby with the thing with breastfeeding you and your baby are learning how to do this and while it is it it is obviously kind of a natural process and breasts are designed to make milk for your baby and that will feed them but your baby's not done this before either and for your first you've not done this before either and like you'll feel like you've got all thumbs um you know the midwives in hospital will help you with that immensely but Give yourself time. Again, it can take weeks to feel like you've mastered this and got the hang of it. And every day your breasts will do something different, at least for the first 10 days. I reckon days. I spent the first six months of each of my baby's life just feeling my boobs. <laughs> like, which side did I breastfeed? And it was just, I thought about that the other day. It was the most common thing. You'd just be standing there with your hand on your boob and then you'd think, 
this isn't what normal people do. <laughs> but you were checking to see which side. Your world does um, kind of shrink to certain parts of your um, anatomy. anatomy. That's yes, right. it does. And, you know, in those first few days afterwards, um, lots of things are going to hurt. You might be surprised at how much kind of general muscle aches and pains you have because labour and birth um, is a significantly physical workout. And so you might have sore arms, sore legs. You think, where did all this muscle? And tired, tired. right? Your yeah. body's physically tired. tired. You'll be tired and exhilarated all at the same time in the first couple of days because of the endorphin levels after birth. So you'll be on this high and barely able to sleep but feel so tired at the same time because you've done all of this hard work. If you've had a vaginal birth, you'll have some sort, you'll be, you know, tender and sore in that region, irrespective of whether you've had stitches or not, just because that baby's come out of there. That's probably the less said about that for those who haven't had babies, the better, but that, you know, it's, it's kind of feel a little kind of different, but that settles really fast. And if you've had a cesarean, then you're going to have some wound pain. And the thing with cesareans is you can have wound pain and discomfort for quite a few weeks. So that can be a surprise too when you get home that it's still sore after two or three weeks. You mentioned there breastfeeding and that it's um, the two of you learning. Mm. I mean, some people, it, it happens quite quickly, but how long should you be giving it a crack for if you if you really want to breastfeed but it, it's not coming easily I think it's it's such a personal decision. So as long as you want to, there's support out there for you from your early childhood nurse to the Australian Breastfeeding Association. They've got great breastfeeding counsellors on the line and, and also people locally who will help you get through that. It does take, it's, you know, it's a couple of weeks to get the hang of it. It takes about three or four days for your milk kind of to come in and feel like your baby's getting lots and then that'll settle back off. So there's there is lots of changes and in amongst all of that, is your tiredness, is your learning about the baby, everything's a bit sore. But it's your again, again it's your choice. Um, certainly we always recommend breastfeeding for as long as you can because it, it is the milk designed for your baby, so it is the best. There's nothing wrong with formula. If you need to do that, then your baby is not going to suffer from that. But it's it's got to be kind of your choice. Um, but remember, there's lots of support and help to do it. And Successful breastfeeding also really depends on partner support and family support. You know, you need people around to really help you and believe in you and your ability to do this and give you the space. And you will get to that. You will get to that point. And you'll see other mums who've got their babies might be six or eight weeks old and they're almost feeding without thinking about it. And, and you, that'll be you too. Yeah, you'll get it there. happens. Mm. When is it the time to go for the first checkup with your baby? Well, the the first one that you do with your with your doctor is at six weeks. Um, when you come home from hospital, now if you come home quite early, you'll you if you're in a, a midwife type program, they'll see you at home, um, and then the early childhood nurse will come and see you within the first two weeks at home, and they always they arrange all those visits for you while you're in hospital and tell you about them. But the six week checkup with your doctor, that's where you and your baby kind of get the, the once-over, if you like, and your doctor's checking to see that everything is healed up, everything's gone back to kind of where it was before you had your baby. They'll talk to you about contraception if you haven't had that chat. Okay, now is a really good time to do it, unless you want baby number two to be coming fairly soon. Irish twins. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll check Don't you. rely on breastfeeding. No, just, no, 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 no. There's no. a big, just, yeah. you know. You can if you're breastfeeding 24-7 and overnight, <laughs> um, and then, you know, that's all. That also stops you ovulating, and some might 
facetiously say it also makes you too tired to do anything, but <laughs> um, <laughs> that's but um, you're better to talk your contraceptive options through with your GP then. But they'll also check do you another check of your baby like they had in hospital and, and their first vaccinations can be given then as well. And the paperwork, because we do have paperwork with babies. Yes. Uh, what are we needing to think of? Like what is the paperwork that comes with a new baby? Well, you'll be given a, a big envelope, the parent pack after you've had your baby and in that will be a form to pop your baby onto your Medicare card. Really important to do that because until you do that, you can't access Medicare for all of the, the GP visits and things like that. So you want to do that relatively soon or dads, that's a job for you, or partners, it's a job for you to go and get done. There's also their birth registration papers and you've got 60 days to register your baby's birth and until they're registered, they don't officially exist in the system. So you do need to register their birth. And if you don't do that by 60 days, you'll get in trouble and they'll send you a fine. And then oh. you have to go to it. So kind of <laughs> like... I know it sounds kind of like, but people kind of forget. If they don't do it, they get busy and on with life and it's kind of like, have you done it? Have you done it? And also, um, it's kind of a funny kind of story, but if he... if you know, most of this was kind of a dad thing, but partners, if they're going off to the register, make sure you agree on the spelling of your baby's oh, name. Yes, I've heard <laughs> stories about that. So that can be um, that can be kind of a funny thing. They might just kind of miss, particularly if it's done, you know, fairly early on after they've been out celebrating the birth of their <laughs> mates and things like that. It's called, how's it spelled? I think it's this, and write it down, and that's oh on the official God. register. So that's that's the main paperwork, but and the hospital part of that is an official certificate from the hospital that you've had a baby and you need that for all of the um, social security payments and things like that that come through. And so don't lose that paperwork either. It's important. Okay. Well, there we go. You're all set up for when you bring your baby <laughs> home. Diane, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Thank you. That's Diane Zalitas. She's a midwife and clinical lead of Pregnancy, Birth and Baby, a government service providing support and information for expecting parents and parents of children from birth to five years of age. And we'll pop some links in the notes of this episode for some more useful resources. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.